very small percentage of people in the wellness business have become successful because of luck. Very few people, it's because of luck. It's more just being prepared and working smart and working hard. And sometimes I will admit, I was definitely not very balanced. Namaste and welcome. I'm Vettina Blumenthal and you're listening to the Soul Compass Podcast. I'm here to help you find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. Take this moment and focus on yourself, for your mental health, your ability to find ease in your everyday life, and your emotional well-being. It is so important that you nourish yourself not only physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Here at Soul Compass, you'll learn practical tips from experts who will leave you with a sharper focus and a renewed commitment to yourself. Do you ever get the feeling that you're not really excelling at anything? You're being pulled in so many different directions and you're juggling so many commitments at once that it's hard to know what's more important. Where do you focus your attention? Maybe it feels like you're doing okay in all your endeavors, but you're not achieving the results you were hoping for. So how do you get to a place where you've achieved that healthy balance? And what does that healthy balance even look like? Maybe it's the place where you're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're kicking it at your career goals, and you're just overall living well. This is a question that my guest today, Joy McCarthy, knows very, very well. Joy is an incredible businesswoman running her own deliciously inspiring company, Joyous Health. Joyous Health is the ongoing story of how one woman took her passion for natural health and not only used it to heal her own health issues, but to also inspire and teach others that they can take charge of their own health joyously, mindfully, and naturally. Although Joy and her wonderful Joyous team have built up a super successful company, she acknowledges that it wasn't always like this. There were a lot of times, especially in the early days of starting this business, that Joy admitted to being an absolute workaholic, working nights, weekends, and just hustling her butt off. Even though she thrives on being busy, and I'm sure a lot of us can relate, and she relishes in the opportunity to overcome hurdles, learning to switch off and relax was a skill that had to be learned. You can't keep going and going no matter how much you love something without eventually burning out. You need to allow your body and your mind time to rest, relax, and rejuvenate. I'm so excited to dive deeper into this episode because it's so packed full of helpful takeaways for entrepreneurs and wellness enthusiasts and all the like. And some topics that we cover is when to do your own research for your own health. That's a big one. When to start outsourcing work and making a hire to up-level and grow, even if money is tight. How comparison is not your friend. Understanding there is no luck in business. That's a hard one, I know. But how you can build your own luck. And utilizing your audience, no matter what size of audience you have currently, to effectively build your business. There's so much more in between, but for now, it is my pleasure to welcome the lovely Joy McCarthy. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And you know what? We've worked together on a few different projects, and 
this is really exciting that we get to actually talk and and learn a little bit more. Well, I'm really excited to learn more about your journey and how you got into doing what you're doing. Is it safe to say that you've been in the wellness biz for at least a decade now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had our 10-year anniversary, actually, of the blog uh, earlier this year. Wow. I mean, I feel like I've been in the wellness industry even longer than that, but like officially when I started the Joyous Health blog, that was 10 years ago this year. So Wow. Congrats. Amazing to look back at like how much the industry has changed, how much what we know has changed. It's pretty amazing. Wow. So most people that I meet in the wellness world kind of have a catalyst that pushed them into the industry. And I don't like to assume, but I'm guessing that you might have a story into why you got into the nutrition world. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I definitely feel that since being a child, I feel that I've been a student of nutrition my whole life. You know, I was the one as a teenager that was eating carrot sticks with hummus, eating on my avocados and guacamole, that type of thing. Like I was eating those kinds of foods when I was a teenager. And, you know, my mom more specifically always cooked like really healthy food. But somewhere along the line, in my late teens, early 20s, things went a little sideways. And I became a little bit overly obsessed with my diet. And that's when my health started to be impacted by that. I didn't get my period for months at a time. My hair was thinning. Um, My eczema was really flaring up and I had the worst digestion. I just had so many digestive troubles. You know, it went from chronic heartburn to chronic bloating to being constipated. I just could not figure out what the heck was wrong with me. And then my anxiety seemed to be at like an all-time high as well. I felt like I was just like this train wreck. I had all these things going on and I went from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist And I was being advised to take different medications, you know, a medication for heartburn, take a laxative for your constipation. Here, take this pill when you feel really anxious. And I would go like four to six months and not even have a period. Wow. Yeah. So I tried all these different things with these different specialists and I actually wasn't getting anywhere. I was just actually getting worse. And, you know, to look at me, you would think I was like a healthy 20 year old. But yet inside, I kind of felt like I was falling apart. And then it wasn't until I decided on my own that I was going to look into natural health. I looked up naturopathic doctor, which was impossible to find back then because this was in like the late 90s, early 2000s. It just wasn't like as commonplace. Now you can like ask your girlfriend, hey, who's your naturopath? At least in my circle of friends. I took responsibility for my own health. I took my own health in my hands and I started doing all my own research because I couldn't find a natural path. And so after about six months, I really started to notice changes and my health completely turned around. My anxiety vanished. My digestive problems went away. I got my period back. My hair started to grow back again. And so that was like when you asked about the catalyst, sorry, this is a very long-winded way of telling you that yes, having my own hormonal imbalance and the hormonal imbalance, which was causing all of these issues that the root was really in my, you know, unwell digestive system. But when I, you know, approached it from a more natural health perspective and got to the root of what was going on, then that's when 
when everything changed. And that's what inspired me to go back to school eventually, like years later and study nutrition. So cool. So when you went and were seeking out a naturopath, was that something that you had heard of before or like were you just done with taking the medication or were you not interested in taking the medication or where were you standing when you were seeking that naturopath? Yeah, I think what happened was I just kind of hit rock bottom and there was one specific doctor I saw yet another endocrinologist and she had recommended a new medication to me and I was just like wanted to just roll my eyes and I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of like trying new medications because everything you're offering to me is not working. There was an actual day that I know that that was when I had that paradigm shift that I was like, enough is enough. I'm not going to take another medication. I need to figure this out. No one else can figure this out, but I know myself better than anyone. I need to look at what I'm eating. I need to look at my lifestyle. And when I did that, that's when like everything turned around. It wasn't overnight, but it was definitely overnight that I had that shift in my thinking. So it was definitely just hitting rock bottom. And you had mentioned that you had become obsessed with your diet. Do you think that was kind of pushing the anxiety a little bit too or? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Because food back then was 100% the enemy. I was not eating for enjoyment whatsoever. Like everything I ate, I was like, oh, is this going to make me feel bad either from a physical standpoint or from like an emotional standpoint? Like I had such like food guilt. Like if I ate something that was remotely indulgent, I felt like so guilty about it. I can't believe I like lived in that prison, you know, for so long. It really was like a food prison. I had no idea how to enjoy food. And you know what? I just came back from Italy. I just ate all the pizza, all the pasta and slight guilt, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Well, also I find like food over there is so much more simple and pure. So I am a little bit sensitive to gluten, but there, I notice a big difference when I am eating those kinds of foods when I'm in Europe. I mean, there's also the whole thought that you're on vacation, so you're naturally just less stressed. So you digest better. But I think there is something to be said for there's definitely, you know, certain areas of Europe are just like back to traditional eating, back to basics eating the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, I find the same thing. I travel quite a bit. And whenever I travel, I can eat different foods than when I'm at home. I've noticed. I wish I could eat all those foods at home as well. (laughs) I think it's part of the fact that you're on vacation. I think it's also you're more relaxed. And then also the food you're eating is just more simple and whole and not, you know, full of pesticides. Whereas in Toronto, you really have to be a savvy shopper and find the best food possible. It's it's not, you know, that easy going to your big box grocery store knowing what is healthy because we have so many marketing messages. We have like, you know, every food manufacturer fighting for our dollar with their food packaging. So it's much tougher. Are there more regulations in Europe about that? Yeah, there are. Yeah, especially with like GMOs and certain pesticides, even with regulations around like beauty products as well. They tend to ban stuff way before Canada and the US does. And I did know that a lot of my products are from Europe, especially for skincare. It makes such a huge difference. Skincare products from Germany are like usually super clean, some of the best brands, or Hungary as well. So we go to Austria every summer and I always go to like the health food stores there and I look at like all the 
different face washes and all that stuff. And they often stock up on brands that we don't have over here. So smart. I want to bring it back to your unreal business. And you know, I've been watching your journey for quite a few years now. On the outside, I think most of us would think, wow, Joy just has it all together. (laughs) You are a powerhouse and she's super successful. But success looks so different to so many people. And I'm just curious, what does success look like to you? Because I know you've been through probably so much more than what we see on the outside. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, what you see on social media is only part of my life. That's only the curated parts of my life that I choose to share. I want a lot of my life kept to just me too. So success to me is just being happy and I am happy. And I feel like I've been in a really good place for, I would say, a good seven years. The early years of my business were definitely really tough and stressful and challenging. And there's still lots of like stressful, challenging times. But I think success is just being happy. That's really all success is. Yeah. And my family is like everything to me. And I've really, you know, I don't work the same number of hours as I used to. And although it looks like, you know, I have lots of success online, that's because I also have a whole team that I work with. And, you know, as the old saying goes, it takes a village and it really does. Like I couldn't do half the things I do without my joyous health team. And I do work less than I used to in the early days. And that's so that I have time to be with family because that is when I'm my happiest, uh, when I can be with my husband and my daughter and be outside in nature, going hiking. Those are all the things that keep me happy and thriving. Right. How did you know when to make your first hire? Oh, yeah, that is a really tough one. The first thing I ever outsourced money for was I hired a graphic designer. So the graphic designer who still works with me today, she's been with me almost 10 years. I love her. A friend of mine was a personal trainer. She was personal training her and introduced me to this woman because she's like, she needs some nutrition help. So we did like an exchange. I was nutrition coaching her for a very short amount of time. And then she was like, man, your marketing materials look terrible. Can I help you? (laughs) So then... I realized what a difference it was when I actually had someone professional making my materials look better. I want to say that was about a year and a half into having my business. But let me just tell you that simple thing, spending money on, made a huge, huge difference. Like just having someone help me with my branding and like bring my vision to life as opposed to me, you know, at the time I just probably had like a PC uh, computer trying to use like publisher, I think is called back then. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's how I was doing like my handouts for my talks and my postcards. I was doing them all myself. They looked horrendous. The humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know what? It would be fun to like find one of my old um, little postcards or something just to compare to where it is. But that was the first thing I spent money on. It was 100% worth it. Yeah, and you know what? That is, I mean, my background's in design and I totally get it. Design makes such a difference especially when you're building a brand. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I've been thinking about that a lot. And I have so many people that have come to me and asked, like, how do you get started on building a brand? And and you've done such a great job. And I love to hear that design was one of those things. I'm grateful for the skill because it's really helped in my businesses. But boy, does it make a difference. 
So everyone should hire you, <laughs> although you're probably so busy. You know what? I actually have recently brought on a few different designers that I'm able to outsource work to. I am quite busy, so I can't take on the personal projects, but we met through Women's Brain Health Initiative. that's right. And I have been their creative director probably for the last, I don't know, seven years. But the reason why I work with them is because it aligns so well with everything I'm doing with mental and emotional well-being. So... They all kind of intersect. Everyone thinks that I do too much, which I'm beginning to realize I probably do. (laughs) When you're like a very driven and ambitious person like you are, you like that makes you thrive. Being busy, I'm sure, makes you thrive. Like I am not effective when I'm not busy. I'm the same way. I need more on my plate to be able to get things done, which kind of leads me to the next question I wanted to ask you, because I admire the willpower you have to just commit to your projects, get them done. You have cookbooks, online courses, a beauty line, and now a kid's gut health line with Genuine Health. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about that. How do you find the motivation to do all of this and be a mom and an awesome wife? I feel like you're superwoman. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, if you look at all the different accomplishments I've had in the different products and books and whatnot, they've all kind of slowly happened over time, right? Like my first cookbook, Joyous Health, came out in 2014, which is now like five years ago. And I would have never got that cookbook deal had I not been working on um, creating a platform and the Joyous Health community and the blog. Uh, in the social channels, that book would have never come to life. So all the little things that I've done, it's like this giant puzzle and they're just the puzzle pieces that kind of fit in. And one thing has kind of like happened after the other. But I also think like for me, when I have a project I'm really excited about and I'm working on, for me, like what helps me accomplish things is like having a solid deadline. And so that like puts the pressure on me, like with writing my cookbooks, I have a contract. I have a deadline. If I don't make that deadline, I'm not getting paid. Right. And then I have a lot of passion projects like the natural body care line, the different products that we have. And we have a a dry shampoo coming out very soon. Maybe by the time this airs, it will be out. But all of those products are just because I love natural beauty and I love researching different ingredients and listening to what the community wants, what they're asking me for. So it's part of like what I'm passionate about. Those are the products that come out along with like what the community has been asking for as well. Sometimes it's funny, like with social media, it's just like all of a sudden I have a new book or I now have like a kid's line with Genuine Health, but with like the Genuine Health products. So we have a line of like gut health products for kids. With that, like we started talking about that last year. It will be fully out in the US really soon too, but they're projects that take like months months and months of working on. If someone who didn't know me like went on to my website, they, they, and I often hear this from people who don't know me, they're like, holy crap, you're doing so many things. How do you do it all? Number one, I have a great team. And number two, they haven't all happened at once. Things kind of build upon each other. Totally. And that's actually a really good perspective for the entrepreneurs and the creators that are listening. But you've been doing this for 10 years now. And that's such a good reminder for all of us who are either just starting or a few years into it, five years into it, keep going because you committed and you committed to showing up and writing your blogs, creating recipes and just building on top of 
what you had a passion for and people notice that. You know, for someone just starting out or only a few years into your business, you have to get out of the mindset of comparing your year one or six months in to my 10 years. You know, I was there too at year one and had, you know, no newsletter subscribers and five blog posts and no products. And I was like struggling to get clients. I feel like in this business, a very small percentage of people in the wellness business have become successful because of luck. Very few people, it's because of luck. It's more just being prepared and working smart and working hard. And sometimes I will admit, I was definitely not very balanced. And I've definitely had time periods of being a workaholic. I feel like I haven't, all like my biggest accomplishments that I have had have been actually through times of not being balanced, whether it's writing a book and I'm like sitting on my butt for like hours on end. That's not like very balanced. Everyone sees the glamorous side of it, but that's what I try like with my Insta stories. And I I try to, you know, show people kind of like behind the scenes. So, you know, that it doesn't always look like it's just like this perfect, healthy, you know, beautiful life that, you know, there's a lot of us working behind the scenes to make everything come to life um, at Joyous Health. Absolutely. And I love that you said that you listen to your community based on the decisions that you make and how you choose to move forward. That is huge. And that's something that, unfortunately, I feel like I'm only just learning. When you put the feelers out with the community, how do you approach that as an entrepreneur? Sometimes it is as simple as I'll post on the Joyce Health Community Facebook page, hey guys, we are in the midst of developing a dry shampoo and this is what we're thinking for the packaging. Do you like A, B, or C? Sometimes it's, hey, I'm considering writing an ebook on kids' snack recipes. Should I do snacks or should I do lunches? Asking people what they want, so very direct, like doing polls on Instagram stories. I love doing that. Asking people questions on social media. And then also listening is not always that active. Sometimes it's just I notice that a lot of people are asking me for brand recommendations for a certain product. One thing my community loves for sure is hair care. We have a natural shampoo and conditioner and we're soon going to have the dry shampoo because over the years, our community is always asking us about those kinds of products. So it makes sense that we develop something that we love and we trust and believe in because it's just so much easier to sell when you use it yourself and you believe in it. Amazing. I'm jumping on this bandwagon for the dry shampoo. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Totally. I'll send you some when we have it. I just ran out. You said for the last seven years you feel like you've been in a really happy place but when you're out of sync and you can't find motivation how do you get yourself back into alignment I've stopped working first of all I'll just like take a break so that's the nice thing about being an entrepreneur you know if it's Friday afternoon and I don't necessarily have a deadline I need to make right away I will just like stop working and what really helps me feel better. I live in like the High Park neighborhood in Toronto. So just it's, it's not like fancy or sexy or anything. I just like go outside into the park and I just go for like a power walk. I just really love walking. It's probably one of my favorite forms of exercise. I find that just being in nature is like hitting the reset button for me. 
or like on a Saturday morning. My husband really loves coffee. So even through like the winter when it's like minus 20 outside, we'll be like, let's walk, you know, 45 minutes to your favorite coffee shop. Let's walk there. So like having a destination and then, you know, we're out in the cold, fresh, crisp air for a while. So I just find like being outside is like the best thing for me. I really feel like rejuvenated. Oh, and you know what? It's so good because it grounds you down so much. It gets you out of your head and back into your body. We read all these books and we pay all these experts and we download apps and we do all this stuff to like become more mindful and healthier and happier. When honestly, a lot of the times we can just go outside in nature, it's completely free. And that in itself is like hitting the reset button. What is the trendy thing right now? Forest bathing? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. The term like came from like this, I think, Japanese researcher. And all that is, is just going for a walk in nature. But they've done some interesting studies, actually. There's research on people who are in a hospital who have a window where they can see trees actually get better faster after surgery. So there's amazing research actually on nature, even just seeing it. You know, if ever you feel like you're having a crappy day and you can't get outside, just like pull up your iPhone and like look at photos where you've been somewhere beautiful. Or if you personally haven't been somewhere beautiful, someone listening to this, then like look up a place you'd, you'd love to go visit someday and like go on YouTube and like watch a video of like some ocean waves. Like even that itself can just like really help you reset. Such a good piece of advice. I love it. Joy, you work with so many entrepreneurs through your Joyous Health business program. What is the number one issue you see with entrepreneurs, specifically wellness entrepreneurs, and how can they avoid it? I feel that people don't know where to start. In the Joyous Health business program, we have everyone from like people who don't even have a logo to people who have been in business for five years. So we see the whole sort of gamut and someone who's just starting a business has very different concerns than someone who's been in business for five years. So I would say the biggest issue with people is that they don't know where to start and they're afraid to do anything. They're just afraid to put anything out there. They like mull over for days putting a blog post out or mull over a recipe that they're going to post on Instagram because they're afraid of what everyone's going to think or they're comparing themselves to someone who has, you know, a million followers on Instagram who's sharing all this great food photography. So I was like to say, start somewhere. Summer is a place. I think that's one thing that helped me from the very beginning was, I don't know if it's just like ignorant bliss, but I don't have that in me where I don't mull over things like that. So when it's like comes to writing something, I don't rewrite it like 10 times. Maybe that isn't always the best because then I have, may have grammatical and spelling errors. <laughs> Not so much now because I have someone that helps me uh, that edits my stuff. But in the early days, I would write stuff and I would just get it out there. I wasn't like paralyzed to move forward because I like was very motivated. I'm like, I have to make money. I have to pay my rent. I have to buy groceries. I didn't have a backup plan. So I would say that a lot of people are just so paralyzed moving forward. And I would say another big concern that a lot of people have is I don't have a big enough social following. I don't have a big enough newsletter list. Well, if you don't start building it, how do you expect it to get big? So even people who've been in business for five years who are like, oh, I'm just going to throw in the towel. And it's like, you know, even if it's your side hustle and you have a different business that you're doing full time and you have this side hustle, you have to put just as much time into that side hustle if you want it to become your full time thing. Some people just aren't, 
they're not ready to make that commitment. And that's fine too. Like I said, in the early days, you know, I was working nights, I was working weekends, I was really hustling. And I have to say, I don't know if I could do that now. Like now that I'm a mom and I have other priorities in my life, I don't think I could have that same workaholic lifestyle, which is exactly why, you know, if someone is start wanting to start something out, you have to like make sure that you have a team in place, people helping you. You know what I also did in the early days when I wasn't able to afford someone to help me? There's a lot of students out there who need co-op hours, who need to work for someone for free because they need it to graduate from whatever program they're in. There's a lot of people who are happy to volunteer. And I'm all about like paying people, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot of programs that I know personally that people have to get like 50 hours of co-op working for free. I think for at least two years, I had different co-op students helping me with my social media and helping me with different aspects of my business. And that was for free. And then eventually I was like, okay, I actually need to hire a community manager. Wow. Well, one, if you do know if, or if there is a link that we can reference and put in the show notes for this, for some of our listeners, that would be awesome. I think that would be really helpful for a lot of people that are starting out. Even like graphic design too, like you can offer to do an exchange of services. I mean, that's what I did with Carol, who is now my graphic designer, who I pay. When I didn't have the money to pay her, we did an exchange of services. And you can go to like George Brown College go on their website and look to see if there's a student in a graphic design program. So there's lots of ways if you are just starting out and you have a lot of other things going on in your life, there are ways to get other people to help you for a very affordable price or get people to help you for free who are more than happy because, you know, it's giving them experience too. Absolutely. Uh, One other thing you said that really hit home to me was mulling over doing blog posts or doing certain projects because I'm totally one of those people. <laughs> Lots of people are like that. I think it's also comes from that inner critic and, and being a perfectionist. What I appreciate about where you were at when you started and you said that you had bills to pay, you had to hustle. So that fight or flight mode you got out of your head and you were just like, I got to get it done. Whether that's being naive or fight or flight to just, you know, survive. (laughs) If you do have another job and you have your side like business or side hustle, that's like your passion project. Sometimes your finances are being taken care of because you have this other job, but now your mind gets in the way because you want this passion project to be perfect because it's like you put your heart and soul it's like wearing your heart on your sleeve that's why I switched to podcasts because my writing my head gets in the way because I was told as a little girl that I wasn't good at English oh I know that's not a nice thing to say it's not very nice but it's stuck and now I'm rewiring that belief system but I find it easier to have conversations so that's why I moved to podcasts because that was easier for me to communicate to provide free content for my viewers and listeners and people that have been following me for years I felt like I wasn't serving them in a way that I could so you know there's different means for people to to connect. If blogging isn't one of them, maybe podcasting is, maybe YouTube is. I know you do it all. You are just like a superhero. 
<laughs> I try. I'm terrible. We've been awful with the YouTube channel lately, though. Like something always like takes the backseat. We go through like bits and spurts with it. Like YouTube will be for three months and post every week. And I don't think we post in like six weeks. And also like we started a podcast and we decided and I'm really glad we did this with our podcast. We decided from the beginning because Walker and I, my husband, we have a podcast together and we decided though from day one that we would just do seasons that would allow us to take a break so we can work on other things. We did 10 episodes and we're taking a break from the summer and then we're going to come back in September. So it allows us to like work on other projects as well. That is so smart. Even though I think some people weren't too happy about that when we told them like we're taking a break. But you know what, then they'll be that much more excited when it comes back in September, I hope. Fingers crossed. So when you say people weren't happy, more of like your followers or the team? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the community was like, what? What do you mean you're taking a break? So maybe we should have made it more apparent from the very first episode because we didn't. It means that they're just going to be ready to listen once you come out again. Yeah, and then they can listen to your podcast. And like there's many other great health podcasts out there. So Amazing. So your expertise is in nutrition and that's kind of what you went to school for. That's what your passion was. And now you've fused it with entrepreneurship. What nutrition tips have helped you along your entrepreneurship journey? I think that the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make and why so many entrepreneurs burn out is because they don't actually take care of their body and their mind. And they burn out because they're not eating right. They're not taking time for themselves. Like even when I talk about those days where I felt like a workaholic, that being said, I was still eating well. I was still taking my supplements. When I did feel like I was like hitting a breaking point, I was making sure that I got outside in nature. I still exercised. So I think that is what's really, really important when you're an entrepreneur. And I think that being a nutritionist and having that knowledge helped me through those really tough times as an entrepreneur. Just like having that staying power, having that endurance, like using adaptogens to help your body better adapt to stress. What are the things that you would do or wouldn't do? I mean, everyone's body is so different. And so I know that's such a general question, but... I feel like you might have like a morning routine that might speak to some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, one thing that I don't really do very much anymore is I barely drink alcohol. And I mean, again, this might be more unique to me, but I just don't feel as sharp. We know that alcohol is a suppressant. It slows down your metabolism. It has many benefits to it, of course, but for me personally, not drinking at all ensures that when I go to a party on a Saturday night and I'm out late, I wake up in the morning on Sunday and I feel really good still because I did not drink anything. I just drink like sparkling water with some lime juice. But again, that's more unique to me because I just don't detox alcohol that great. <laughs> Maybe I need to work on my tolerance. But like when it comes to my morning routine, I hate being rushed. My perfect morning is not even waking up with an alarm. So I always make sure I allow enough time so that we can have breakfast together. I get up, my daughter, I will either wake her up or she wakes me up first. We have breakfast together. So we always sit down. You know, I have a three and a half year old, Vienna is her name. I just never want her to feel like that sense of like rush in the morning. That being said, there's some days where, you know, it takes her 15 minutes to put one sock on. Then we're kind of like, okay, can you hurry up? We're going to be late now. I try to take my time. 
always have breakfast. That's really important to me. I'm not a morning exerciser, but I do go for long walks in the morning because we walk our daughter to and from school. So that's a nice little like half an hour brisk walk in the morning. So that that's definitely part of my routine, even though it's like a necessity because we have to get her her to school. But then I exercise like later in the day when I do like yoga or I do Obey Fitness. I'm a big fan. I don't know if you've heard of Obey Fitness. And this is like definitely a hack for entrepreneurs. So I think I pay like, I don't know, 25 bucks US or something. Don't quote me on that. It's OBE and I just can select a HIIT workout, a circuit workout, whatever I want. And then I just stream it to my TV and it's like 25 minutes and I just get like my sweat on and I feel really great. I'm really happy that you did mention the alcohol. I love wine. Um, yeah, wine's delicious. <laughs> wine is delicious. You know, I try not to be rigid with it, but I know, especially I've been practicing yoga now for 11, 12 years. And when I can't make my yoga practice because I feel hungover, that even makes me feel worse. And then now working on my business for the last five years for Wonderful Soul and seven years for my design company, it does mess with my brain a lot. I I just don't feel as clear. I actually get more anxious, more stressed because I don't get a good night's sleep. Sleep is a game changer. Oh, so true. I'm so glad you brought that up. That is one thing that is like non-negotiable for me. I'm not the same person when I don't get enough sleep because the thing is like, because 9.30 to 3.30 is my workday, so I have to be so productive in that amount of time. Monday to Friday, that is time when my daughter's at school or summer camp and I can really focus. And if I'm feeling tired, that's just not going to happen. What books have been game changers for you? Um, that you've read, either for business or nutrition or self-discovery? I'm always curious. Nutrition books aside, because I definitely read lots of those, but that's not like as exciting. I actually really like reading autobiographies and books written by comedians. (laughs) So I wouldn't say they're like life-changing, but I find for me, because like the Monday to Friday, and I also do a lot of speaking in the evening. So, you know, even though I say my workday is like 9.30 to 3.30, like last night, for example, I was then driving out to Burlington to do a talk at a health food store. So my day ends up being really long. So I like books that just like make me laugh and have like absolutely nothing to do with nutrition. And then I have all my nutrition books. Like I'm really into the microbiome right now. Like that's like such a huge area of emerging research. I just finished reading The Whole Body Microbiome and the next one I'm going to read is Let Them Eat Dirt. I love like Ellen DeGeneres' books. She's just so funny. She's the best. I love Ellen. Amy Schumer. Did you read her book? No, I didn't. Oh my God. It was so good. Now I wouldn't say these books are like life-changing for me, but I just like love a book that can just make me laugh and like take my mind off things. Like if I think of life-changing books, I have to think of like going further back, like eight, 10, 15 years back in my life. And then I think about books like when I was a hormonal annoying teenager, my dad gave me a book called Finding Peace or Finding Joy or something. And it was so sweet because my dad was always into like new age as it was called back then. Now it's just like self-help or self-care. And he gave me this book 
Uh, and that really made a difference in my life. Like it was just all about like being more mindful and like noticing joy in your everyday life. So I think it was called finding peace. Oh, I love my dad, but I wish my dad would give me a, a new age book at, <laughs> at 14 year old. <laughs> my dad's so into that stuff. He loves it. Um, another book, which I'm sure you've read is, um, well, he has a bunch of them. Don Ruiz. What's his name? Don Miguel. I don't know how to say his name. I I don't know. The Mastery of Love. Oh, The Mastery of Love. Yes. And The Four Agreements. Yep. I actually just keep them on my nightside table, like in the drawers. And those are books that I can just like open at any one time. And just like flip open to a page. But I feel like I haven't read those in a long time. It's been more just about laughing. But that's so refreshing for me to hear because, you know, I have a lot of people on and and it's even refreshing for me as an individual because I feel like I always have to read a book that it will help me achieve more in some way. I'm, I'm a recovering achiever. <laughs> yep, yep. I love to achieve, 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 achieve. But... I realized even on this last trip to Italy, I picked a book that was for psychologists or psychotherapists because I <laughs> wanted to learn more about energetic fields. And I ended up losing the book. And I think that was the universe's way of saying, Bettina, just stop. You don't need to achieve anything. Like, go get a book to make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Totally. The universe did that. You did you a favor. I think that's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> okay, so you need to get Amy Schumer's book. Okay, I'm on it's that. It's so good. And you just like, you'll breeze through it so fast. She's hilarious. I still need to watch so her Netflix stand-up comedy when oh, she was pregnant. so funny. And that's like something I do to de-stress as well. Like I love, love Trevor Noah. He is so funny and so smart. And he's really cute too. Ooh. Um, but yeah. So for your listeners, if you want a good laugh, Trevor Noah, The Daily Show, and you can get it online too. Oh, that's great to know. I don't own a TV. Oh yeah. So you can watch it online. Comedy, comedycentral.ca. Perfect. You are plugging them hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a huge fan. I love comedy too. Anything that can make me laugh and it's super lighthearted, I love. I'm not good with scary movies. Oh, yeah. That being said, I really like crime documentaries, though. And I like really dark shows like The Handmaid's Tale. I just finished Game of Thrones. I loved Game of Thrones. Did you watch it? I didn't. But everyone keeps saying that I look like one of the the girls oh. on the show. And I don't, I can never remember her name. Yeah, I wonder who that is. Now I'm so curious. But I get it all the time. Well, I'm sure it's a compliment. I hope so. women are beautiful. <laughs> Well, thank you to all the people who thought I was this character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joy, it's been such a treat talking to you. Yeah, it's been so nice chatting with you too. I know you have your Joyous Health business program starting in September. You have so much to offer and share. And where can our listeners find out more about the business program? Yeah, so if you just go to joyousbusiness.com, so J-O-Y-O-U-S, business, com and that takes you through the whole program we actually have a lot of information on the site so it's a 12-week online program for wellness entrepreneurs it takes your business from a to z and on the website it actually you can watch clips so it's a video-based program 
Uh, and then you have assignments that you have to do every week. And you also can join live calls with Walker and I every week. But you can actually see the nitty gritty on the website. And then on joyoushealth.com, you can find the business stuff as well and on Instagram and whatnot. Amazing. And where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, so I'm at Joyous Health, so J-O-Y-O-U-S. I spell that out because a lot of people, when I say it so fast, they're like, what? Joy, Joy what? So it's Joyous Health. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Insta Stories. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest too. Pinterest, I share like all my recipes. But uh, on the blog, we write a lot of content for entrepreneurs because that's definitely a passion of Walker and ours. And we got into it because over the years, I was doing just one-on-one business coaching with people. And we're like, we should actually create a program so that anyone in the world can access this information. We can teach them how to create the business of their dreams. So that's essentially why we created it, to help other people. Because there's not a lot of business programs out there that are affordable and as comprehensive, I think, as the Joyous Health Business Program. No. And I was looking on the webpage. You are offering so much. And I think that is a steal for entrepreneurs, I know you're providing so much value and so much wisdom. So definitely, if you're just starting out or if you are even a few years, five years into your business, I know that you have so much wisdom to offer everyone. I'm really excited to hear how it goes. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Joy, it's been such a joy (laughs) (laughs) to have you on today. You know, you're just so authentic and you're just so beautifully you. And so I want to thank you for that. You too. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't wait to connect soon. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Remember, to stay inspired in between our episodes, you can head on over to Instagram and follow us at Your Soul Compass and at Wonderful Soul. For free meditations and mindfulness guides, you can head over to WonderfulSoul.com. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player so you never miss an episode. And please, 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 if this content delighted you, leave us a note telling us on iTunes. I read every one of these personally, and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable. Thank you, you beautiful soul, for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world and raising the consciousness of our planet. You are amazing and beautiful, just as you are. Thank you for being part of our journey, and thank you for letting us become part of yours.